coming trust me networks are coming yeah just we're one racist tweet away from getting uh oh. getting canceled oh too soon how, how did i not think about that earlier today <laughs> that's just that's just too good oh it's it's both good and like, terrible what is, would you say deplorable the audacity of some people in the this audacity country. Well, we'll just we'll intro the show and then we'll cut back to that one. So, uh, okay, here we go. Um, welcome to Open Caller for this week. I am Corey Bullis. Um, moving up to the big boy chair and filling in for co-host is Ryan Karkner. Ready to take this on. Take a bow. Our uh, regular uh, person of color, Michelle Chef, is off this week. He's got more important things to do and balls to spike at volleyball. Good luck, Fee. We're rooting for you. Godspeed. Godspeed. But uh, yeah, as we were just discussing before we went live here is uh, Roseanne. So who knew a comedian would have, you know, the same kind of... I don't know, outdated beliefs and values that would kind of carry over to what, 20, 25 years later. And that would bite her in the ass. Who, Who knew? knew, right? Who, Who saw knew? That coming? Everybody. everybody. I think everybody did. I'm no, just surprised was... they were so quick to cancel it. Well, not yeah, really, that's but... the thing. That's the, the part that's, I think, getting the most news now, not so much the tweet or comment, because we're all at this point, I think, immune to comments like that from one presidential person in the yeah. US. So um yeah, I think it was just a company that's saying, hey, we don't want your money. Like that show was doing well. It's not like it was bombing and this was like a nice excuse to get rid of it. That's it was right, no, off. Yeah. The I think they said it's the was the highest rated show of the year. Like even topping This Is Us and the Big Bang Theory. This is us. Yeah, um, you know what? <laughs> she really, she really, uh, she really blew that one. That's uh, that's unfortunate, and I don't think there's really another. I think that was her kind of golden goose. Like, yeah. what else? What else are you gonna do? So she, that would she became, had her chances. That like, became a really expensive tweet. Oh, over hundred percent, and uh, a good endorsement for Ambien. A <laughs> very good endorsement for Ambien. Like I've heard conflicting stories. I've heard uh, like I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast today, and um, he was talking at a buddy who can again not to defend anything by saying that uh, Ambien makes you a racist. But people have said, and their tweets are coming out of weird episodes while taking that drug. 
like doing things like he said a buddy of his um took it fell asleep uh was told that he i guess got up made a meal ate it cleaned up went back to bed and the next morning completely oblivious that he did all that but he didn't get oh so it's like a like a quote-unquote blackout type yeah situation sure you're one to know about blackouts right uh i mean i've had a few in my day um i just think i think you would know ahead of time that that's like i don't think it was her first time taking ambien pretty sure right so she would know what to relatively expect and maybe just to you know proactively stay away from the media outlets that could you know potentially ruin your career and your 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 money outlet and uh from what i heard yeah joe rogan will be giving her a platform on his uh show for tomorrow so i'm sure people will be tuning into her podcasting Uh, listening to that one i'm very curious to see the attempt at redemption here it's going to be a pretty uphill battle well i don't know if this at this point she's really concerned about redemption and she's just more of a passing the blame now oh what else can you do you, ha- you have to yeah well it started off where she was just like you know don't I'm, like this is indefensible don't defend me like i take full responsibility and now it's pushback pushback mm. now my fault yeah well once you see the actual repercussions of it it's amazing yeah. how the blame kind of shifts to something else yeah, probably you know the previous tweets and statements and all that stuff for the past several months got away with it scot-free and just you know Poke the bear to one too many times. What can you do? Are you talking about John Goodman or a different kind of bear? <laughs> <laughs> no, not not the Goodman. No, not the Goodman. Disney, yeah. Mickey. Mickey. Poke Mickey one too many times. The mouse, I, I should have said. Poke the mouse too many Poke times. The, mouse. the house of mouse. That's what happens. But speaking of too many times, Cleveland. <sighs> State. Number four. How much time do I got? Uh, let me see. It's uh, 10 to f- 8 now. I'll cut you off if you go too far. So I don't All know. Right. Bad for league? I think, personally, I'm, I'm, uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, force enough. Um, I think if you ask anybody, hey, want to watch the same movie, series, show, relationship, whatever, four times, I think yeah. you'd usually have had enough by two. So it's, do you want to watch Ross and Rachel play out again on Friends? Because that's what this is. I think there's exceptions for Ross and Rachel. <laughs> but for, for a general rule, it's, it's people will ask me, what, oh, like, oh, do you think, you know, what's the series going to be at? Well, there's really no reason for me to think different than the last year. Only difference kind of being... Uh, potentially might not have Kevin Love, potentially might not have, uh, definitely won't have uh, Kyrie Irving like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I think it's going to be another 4 1, 4 0 type ordeal for Golden State. And uh, it's just frustrating to watch a league that I'm kind of getting into and have it lack the parity that it does. I don't want to watch the same final. Every mm-hmm. year for the rest of my life, it's. Uh, I was kind of looking forward for Boston to uh, get in and maybe Houston, but here we are again. Now, you think it's it, what's bad is the structure of how they do league, the the league not stepping in to avoid super teams, or just that we're living in an age where it's dominated by 
like future Hall of Famers, the legend ballers. Uh, yeah, I think it's just it's a combination of LeBron just being superhuman and just being able to get to a finals with him and him alone. And mm-hmm. of course, you've got kind of like a super dynasty in Golden State that is especially in a league like basketball where, you know, it's it's not like football where you've got like too many people, both yeah, sides like of the ball kind of thing. Court. Yeah, you're looking at uh, like five guys on the court uh and like maybe like a bench of like six or seven i think right like maybe like Mm. 13 guys you have signed on so i think with that in mind if like three out of your whatever 13 players are hall of famers then you're probably going to make a final every year you're probably going to win multiple championships and it gets from a best like yeah it gets boring after a while um i'm not really looking forward to watching the series i mean i still will probably and watch a little bit of it but i'm not really expecting to be wowed the same way, you know, Vegas, uh, Washington's wowing me. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a good back and forth that one, which is surprising the way, you know, Vegas has handled everybody so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know if we want to get into this yet, but I think Vegas, uh, I don't know if Vegas winning the cup would be necessarily good for, for the league. I don't know no, what that would mean. In terms of how teams would manage themselves after watching, you know, the Island of Misfit Toys win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think if they do win, what you're going to see is you're going to see a change, a shift in culture for uh, the um, for how teams handle their their rosters going forward, how they how they scout, yeah. how they draft, and, and a different like meta, so to speak. Yeah. And who knows, maybe that's what the NHL needs. Uh, maybe less kind of the opposite of NBA, maybe less superstar oriented, pay this guy 11, 12 mil and try to actually build teams based on whatever the hell Vegas did. I can't even like put it into, it's just Vegas is fast. They're a fast team. Mm-hmm. How does that come about? Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. So I'll be honest with you. It's uh I think what you're you're getting is just a lot of guys that believe in what's going on down there. You got like a lot of these players what you're you're looking at is um like they're not all like fourth line guys that how expansion drafts used to go, right? So these are guys who were No, it was done like a little different, which yes. again leads me to believe that Vegas kind of got maybe a little boost other cities wouldn't have gotten had it been Mm -hmm. them. Like say if it was, you know, Hamilton getting a team or Quebec city or whatever, Um, even Seattle, let's say, Um, I don't know if they would get the same, the same treatment. I think Vegas because of the market and how, how long they took to kind of, you know, put that idea into fruition. um, Maybe they were given a little something, something a little, you know, positive push to say, Hey, because you know, this is a market that we want to succeed. You know, we're going to do it this way as opposed to the other way, because we've seen it not fail, but like yield poor results within the first couple of years. See, my issue really is like when, when, cause it looks like Seattle's going to come in here. Um, likely a vote coming in, in late summer, early fall is that, Either they don't change the rules and we have a spot where now the 32nd team 
comes in and embarrasses the, th- the the other 30 teams that were around before, or they change the rules and we get back to a situation where a team just spent what almost a billion dollars to get into the league and they're now, you know, a lottery team. Yeah. So I think it's it's a double edged sword. Be interesting to I, see. Yeah, I, 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 it is. It is. Like the league will probably like it because it you know it shows that we can go to any market and it'll thrive like it's doing down there, but um, that's just, I think it's kind of yeah it's embarrassing for teams that, and clubs that have you know re- started rebuilds or have had the same roster for the last couple of years and like they shit the bed and then they're going for like look at Buffalo like no matter what they seem to do it uh, it's not working and. They lose a mediocre player who that goes to Vegas and they're playing for a cup. Yeah, well, and same with uh, clubs like Edmonton who have had you know uh, number one draft picks out the yin yang and have hit mediocre to bust worthy picks with the exception of McDavid um, and just can't seem to figure it out. Yeah. No, so for sure. I think if Vegas wins. Uh, I actually think even if Vegas loses this, I think it's going to be studied under a microscope for for quite some time and figure out how, you know, how this came about. What did they do right? I think, well, they had, what, uh, over a year to scout players? And, you know, you get, and then also from that, you get a list from the teams that show who's untouchable and who you can pick from and I think the side deals helped a lot too. Oh yeah, I mean it's Vegas. So. They know how to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, they, they know how to stack the deck. Like to get a goalie, f- like uh, like Flurry. Like again, Pittsburgh kind of forced Vegas's hand to take him. Like we yeah. want you to take this. So we'll do this, 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 and this. Make sure you take him, and it worked out well. Very well. But um, one other thing I was thinking of because I've heard this come up a lot is. Um, does a situation where you have two American teams with no chance of a Canadian team winning a Stanley cup, does having one of those two teams be filled with Canadians make that the de facto Canadian team? Or is that just people grasping at trying to find a reason to watch? Uh, yeah, I think that's people grasping at straws. Um, I mean, it's good to cheer for Canadian players and you're certainly going to root for those teams. Um, but to try to like convince yourself it's like a Canadian organization or to find some sort of patriotism behind it, I think is a little far-fetched. Um, at the end of the day, it's an American team with, you know, American, an American front office. Yeah, American uh, fan base. American fan base, American owners for the most part. Um, I mean, yeah, you can, once, you know, the Canadian teams are out, I think it's the next best thing. I think you can find a valid excuse in cheering for an American team and say this is the de facto Canadian team I want to cheer for. Yeah. Um, but to label it as such and kind of like validate it in that way is yeah a little bit far fetched for me. And for me, like I want to see Ovi get a cup, and not just so like he's off the list of great players to never win, but for the fact that like this guy. Like this year alone, like he's completely changed the way he plays the game. Like he's the leader of that team. He's taken less ice time to ensure that they're going to win. But like this guy, when like his teammates score, he's he's the guy who's cheering like the oh, loudest. Yeah, he's yeah, like a kid playing pickup hockey, right? Like oh, just yeah. pump for everybody. Really like that's wants the type, it. That's, yeah, that's the person you want to win. 
Absolutely. Not like the... And uh, it's overdue. Yeah, for sure. Like It's not like the Marion Hosa that will jump from team to team to to make sure he secures the title. Yeah. Or a Marion. Golden State that just conspires to have people... Or even Miami Heat conspires to have people come over and... Build super teams and... Yeah, exactly. Try to buy their way to a championship, basically. For sure. But, um, yeah, we talked about this earlier, but if you want to switch back to basketball, uh, Brian Colangelo's burner Twitter accounts. Yeah, so I heard about that. I think it was this morning I heard about that. Uh, yeah, that's something else. And what's yeah, interesting so to me... Running five fake accounts to rip on other teams. Oh, and like, yeah, like and... Philadelphia, like one, two, three, four, five, six, or something yeah. like that. Um, I just don't... like. I don't quite understand the why because I don't know what kind of inside information you're getting with just a, a backup Twitter account, like a burner Twitter account that you can't just get through regular media outlets. I can see the, um, you know, behind the scenes bashing of his players and getting away with that. But that just yeah. seems like uh, or talking up his fashion sense. Mm hmm. Those big collars that he wears on those shirts. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, like maybe there's an element to it that I'm missing that maybe me not being a general manager of a uh, of a sports franchise, you know, I won't understand. Um, I just don't see the benefit of even doing that. And maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, to me, it's almost like uh, back in like middle school or well, still say middle school, like calling like the girl you had interest in and asking if you like me like oh do you like this guy yeah my friend's asking yeah exactly it's uh, something like that like so he's like going on twitter and showing this out showing that out and then uh yeah it's uh but like, yeah, i, I mean I, even, I think even then like at least doing that it, it yields some sort of positive results otherwise unachievable unless you know you want to ask the girl yourself and kind of you know risk looking foolish mm -hmm. let's say um, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to gain information without the negative drawbacks. Um, I just don't see in this particular scenario where you're getting, you know, this extra pertinent information from by having Philadelphia one, two, three, four, five, as opposed to your regular Twitter account. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> and then again, this is a guy getting paid, what, yeah. like millions of dollars to do these sort of things. It's like looking at like if you were to look at your girlfriend's phone because you know you're trying to gain information otherwise unattainable by traditional standards and the risk is if you get caught then you know she throws a whiskey bottle at you. <laughs> at least you know there's a risk versus reward balance there that I can comprehend. I don't comprehend it in this scenario. I'm curious as to why you went whiskey. It's always whiskey core. <laughs> It's always been whiskey. <laughs> it's not a vodka bottle. It's not scotch. Uh, I know the shape. I still have the marks. <laughs> Is this the scar right above my eye? I'm like the Harry Potter of Jack Daniels. Oh, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't quite get it. And uh, I think he resigns. Well, not resigns or gets let go or whatever. There's got to be some sort of... Uh, recourse for that oh yeah 100 percent. he's uh for sure not going to be employed for very as, much longer 
Especially Other. because um, the 76ers were known as the process. Trust the process. And for somebody who is whatever, boasting trust the process and telling his players, you know, hang on, you know, good is coming, all that. And then the players find this crap out. It's mm-hmm. hard to trust in the process at that point. I think the process is universally flawed, especially when you find out he's like bashing his own players, doing all this crap. Yeah, I don't know how you get away with bashing your players or talk about how maybe people should be traded or, or talk know. down against opposing GMs that you know used to be why, under your employee. Why risk that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, I think he's gone. Maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's not going to be the process anymore. Maybe it's going to be, you know, let's get ourselves to an East final, stop BSing around, give something Ben Simmons to work with. Yada, yada, yada. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Just get LeBron in there. I know. So it's Philly or the Knicks. You think it's yeah. Philly? Um, out of those two, I would say Philly. I don't think he's going to play for the Knicks. Uh, the owner is an idiot, and they just don't have a team that's ready to win anything. He'd be better off staying in Cleveland, in my mind. Yeah, well, is it really a trade-up from the roster that he currently has now? Um, it's the Knicks, right? Yeah, I think it's a lateral move. I think you're getting a still a crappy owner, um, and you're getting a roster full of nobodies. Except you're in New York instead of... Actually, so I take that back. It would be a better move because you're not in Ohio anymore. Uh, fair enough. That's, that's, the, that's, the only, that's the only upside I see to it is you live in New York. And LeBron's a focused guy. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want the distractions of the Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. He doesn't want that. Um, no, yeah. Me- Philly. I think Philly. Um, if I had to pick somewhere in the West, probably Houston. I think Houston could use them. Watch well, funny because we there was a word, yeah, word coming around that Chris Paul's already talked to him, trying to wheel and deal and get him to come down here. Well, he's got time. He's, what, on an ACL uh, tear? Hamstring. It's hammy. Is it hamstring? Yeah. Yes, sir. Hmm. That's a tough one. Tough one to beat. Um, yeah, I think Houston would be a good fit. Um, him, James Harden, Chris Paul, that's... That's a team that could compete with Golden State. And that would be the one chance the Raptors have of, of winning the East. The final. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's a win-win for everybody. Just imagine the battle of Houston and the Warriors in the West Final. Whoever comes out is going to be banged up. Oh, yeah. And then you've got Toronto who flew by the Pacers. And then Toronto would lose to whoever wins in the West. But, you know. Oh, yeah. But they got there. They finally got there. That would be the important part. Well, that's the only thing that matters at this point, right? Because what else, what else do they have left to accomplish, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, beat LeBron. Beat Any LeBron. way, shape, or form, I think right? this like that supersedes winning a championship. But at least this way, if LeBron goes to the West, at least you don't have to play. There's a chance that you don't have to play through LeBron. Whereas mm-hmm. right now, I think you inevitably do. Yeah. And even if like if at the they get the first seed again and you know they end up LeBron or whatever team he ends up on two or three, it's just you're delaying the inevitable. You got to face him. Yep, pretty much. Is that all for That's LeBron? A... <sighs> well, Michelle's not here to defend Michael Jordan, so I did like that conversation as long as it did last. 
Yeah. Well, my two cents would be is we don't have this comparison in hockey because Wayne set records. No one's ever going to beat. That's untouchable. LeBron's knocking off MJ's records like left, right and center. So yeah, it's not. And then again, like as we said before, like the defense is all, you know, Michael only had Pippen, but LeBron's got no one. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'll, I don't, I'm going to get too uh, riled up, but easy, the, the, easy the Bulls, tiger. Yeah. The bulls was, the bulls was like more than Pippen. They, they had, they had, oh, yeah, they're for sure. They were, everyone focuses on, and then again, at the same time, like, you know, Pippen's a, a hall of famer. Jordan's a hall of famer. Who is on Cleveland? That's a hall of famer. Besides from nobody. The close, yeah. The closest person is Kevin. And then Irving probably is going to be a good player. And that's about it. Yeah. So switching gears here, Solo fails at the box office. Uh, I saw that. I saw it. That was really good. Enjoyed it, did you? I did. Um, it was it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Are you like I know we we all know Star Wars, but are you like a Star Wars guy per se? Or uh, I don't I don't think like I don't I don't go to you know extensive reaches. You're not at the cons. I'm not at the cons, but I will go see a good Star Wars movie. I saw most of the Star Wars movies in theaters, including the old ones when they brought them back in like the 90s for some reason. And then that that streak broke when my dad went and saw, uh, which one was it? The Force Awakens without me. And uh, That's we don't why you guys anymore. don't talk anymore, right? Yeah. 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 Where it's uh, in yeah. sync there. If you ever want to, you know, break a father son bond, pull that shit. But yeah, so I saw Solo. Um, it was did good. you go solo? I did not. I actually went with my parents, my mom and dad. All right, we just established that you went to Bruno except for the first weekends. Yeah, what you brought up when he saw solo, how exactly. he broke your heart. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it was good. It's like the little kind of prelude to how he becomes what he is, and everything sort of makes sense, and all that kind of adds up. Uh, some things they kind of rushed. Um, like the meeting of Lando, um, I found that a little streamlined. Um, meeting Chewie, like a lot of it was like it seems to like his whole personality, his whole backstory happens in the span of like six weeks, and I just don't see how that's possible. Like it was really kind of sped up, where he meets yeah. Chewie, uh, sees the Falcon, meets Lando. Uh, you know, decides he wants to be a gunslinger outlaw. It all just seems to happen, you know, overnight. I wish my, you know, I wish I could do that. Yeah, I think if anything was done in a six week uh, span, life would be easier for most people. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there was that. All that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, that was probably my main, whatever, negative about the movie. Other than that, it was pretty good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You get to see him do the Kessel run. That's pretty cool. In less than 12 parsecs? In less than 12 parsecs. Nice. Yeah. So they explain that it parsecs is not time, it's a distance? Um, I don't think they explained it. I think they just end up applying, uh, implying it. And you kind of get it at that point. Like, oh, right, they screwed up back then. Yeah. Exactly. So I did see someone tweet out, uh, I guess, I don't know if someone has a copy of the original script or something but it it was like they said that solo like retcons that to make to have it make sense but if the script itself shows that like when he makes that line that like the di stage direction 
to like Obi-Wan's characters to, to look at him like he's an idiot. Like, I know you're lying. So like, the, it was never intended for it to be like an actual, wait a minute. He said something that doesn't make sense because this, like, that's how it was supposed to be. He's like, I know you're lying because this doesn't make sense. Not yeah. like that. They use the wrong word. Like, oh, parsec sounds cool. That's what we'll say. Like, but, you know, it, it's a measure of time, not not distance and or yeah. a measure of distance. Not distance not time. Yeah. Yeah, so like you screwed up back then, then you retconned it in, but you didn't have to because if you just followed the script, then you would have been fine. Yeah, and nerds didn't do that and overanalyze. Yeah, no, I think if like I think Star Wars is getting to the point where if you do kind of nitpick and you know look for the flaws in it, I think you're gonna find them. And uh, you can do with almost anything. Yeah, and they're just pumping out movies too quick now, where there's gonna be you know very very minor details that you know, get overlooked and it's not going to make sense and it's not going to be completely true to the original three and all that. Oh yeah. Stuff. You can just look at like the Marvel series now, like the um, opening scene of, uh, um, Spider-Man homecoming with, uh, Michael Keaton's character, they do whatever. And then it says eight years later, but if you take it in an actual timeline, like the battle of New York and the first Avengers to, uh, where they stand now, it's only actually six years. Yeah, so exactly. Little things like that, you know. Which, again, they retcon in the new Avengers. That's why saying it is six years, so it's like that never happened. Yeah, that's what they do. They just fix it later. Patch it. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so is it getting a little too, and I remember bringing this up a couple weeks ago with Marvel, is the Star Wars getting a little too oversaturated? Are they pumping up the movies too quick? When is it you know, the box office numbers kind of speak for themselves because it was a relatively good movie and mm-hmm. there's really no reason why I should do that badly. Well, I think some people are looking at it from uh, everyone they've released so far. He had almost a year between. Yeah. This is the first time they went December and May. So what, five months. Yeah. Maybe it's it a little quick. Soon. I personally think it's a matter of why do we keep going backwards with the stories? Why can't we just keep progressing further? Like we yeah. did the th- original three movies and then we went back and told three uh, came back with the force awakens. And then we went back to tell rogue one and then we went back for episode eight and then we went then back, we for back solo. again for solo and then yeah, go, now to... go back for Boba Fett and they'll go back for Obi-Wan yeah. Jar Jar. <laughs> right. That's like a nine movies. Yeah. Nine part series right there. Nine part series, Like just 10 movies about Jar Jar. Two yeah. hours each. We're talking 20 hours worth of, uh, it's the Jar Jar universe. Yeah. Gets its own studio. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Pictures. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That's not. That, that hurts. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And you also make the argument that uh, there's too much competition in the market with Deadpool and Avengers. Oh, it's, all all Mar- it's all Marvel. The only people that they hurt is really themselves. It's the whole, they own everything. Yeah, Disney got it all it's it's Disney. You're only competing with your own movies. Or some of saying it's a backlash from what they did with Last Jedi. Yeah. There's a lot of people mad about that movie. Uh they didn't like the end. Ish. Well, for multiple they also reasons. Didn't like, you know, like Luke giving up on being the hero, believing everything. He just becomes this old curmudgeon who milks these creatures for their blue milk. <laughs> God, yeah, that was weird. Uh, I don't the know. The best enough. part is that like he locks eyes with her when he drinks it, right? Like he 
yeah. milks the teeth of the company, locks eyes with Ray, and just. I think that was more Mark Hamill being Mark Hamill. Like, I don't think that was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that was just Mark just screwing around, not giving a shit. You probably didn't even. We're not filming this, right? That's between He's, takes. They couldn't get him to keep on the script. Yeah. Yeah. He's off his meds. Classic. Did you have a problem with Last Jedi? Um, not really beyond, uh, I thought it was okay. Um, yeah, I didn't like kind of the way Luke was kind of portrayed. Yeah. I think they should have gone a different, better direction. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Han dying. Um, I think that was Harrison Ford also being Herman, just not wanting to do that anymore. Yeah. That's Harrison Ford 101. Just yeah. Frankie paints. I just found, I just found it weird that, uh, around the time of the movie, Carrie Fisher dies. And it's like, oh, wow, instead of, you know, killing off Leia and making it all make sense, let's kill off Han Solo. Yeah. Like, you know, forget the person who's actually dead. And, you know, that's kind of ironic. You got the three main characters. You kill off the two that are actually still living. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The universe is a finical thing. I mean, I guess you don't have to pay Carrie Fisher and they'll just CGI Leia. I don't I don't know how intellectual property works with that. Well, they, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, like the actor's likeness versus the character. Yeah, like that's an interesting debate. Like, when is it? Like those Brisk commercials? Yeah, with like, you know, Rocky. Oh, I'm fine, Mickey. You know. Oh, we'll we'll just give you something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a classic. That was so good. Well, that was the, the new like Elvis or something. I think there was an Elvis that's one. That's I remember. I only remember the Rocky one. Yeah, I only remember the Rocky one. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, anytime they break out the Stallone. Yeah. It's like any excuse. Anytime, of course, right? It's Italian Stallion. Yeah. One and only. Wow. Surprised Disney doesn't own that. Just pump out 60 more Rocky films. No, he's doing that on his own. Yeah. Good for him. That and the Expendables. Fight fight the tyrant. Tyrant of Disney. Well, don't forget that there's a vote coming in mid july i think f- over their potential purchase of fox oh god so the one if that goes through and i think the D- justice department in the states if they get that so they, they'll get all their characters back i swear like the submariner it's going to be the year's going to be 2035 and disney's going to be the goddamn government i swear mickey mouse like <laughs> coming to your house yeah collecting taxes the irs isn't picture like Mickey Mouse and like two goons show up and yeah. start collecting your property down. taxes and yeah. just yeah. taking it out of your knees? Yeah, it's not even a democracy; it's just a pure dictatorship. It's like they take over Canada. The leaf is just replaced with one of his gloves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In Mickey, we trust. That's right. In the mouse. Okay. Um, you wanted to buy apps on uh, like the iStore, uh, iStore, the App Store? I'd be at uh, Android. Uh, I don't think Whoa, I've bought apps switch. in a while. Yeah, I used to be an iPhone guy. Uh, I stopped. I don't think I've bought an app in a while. You're just like rebelling now, aren't you? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm screw old. Screw the mouse. Screw I'm Apple. 30. Yeah, I'm oh, 30 Android. years old. The, you know, the fuck am I going to do with Fruit Ninja? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Candy Crush. Like, is that still around? Candy Crush? I don't know anyone who's. Oh yeah, that's, like, that's, that's like Farmville. I I've seen like a few people that still rip that stuff. Still Clash of Clans. 
Some people are just not gonna let that guy die. And Angry Birds. Angry Birds, but, I think, is still a thing. No, they gotta bring back balloons. And not the balloons tower defense that uh, yeah, you see. The actual balloons. That was OG balloons. But that was like before apps. Like we were running that in friggin' on the actual that's desktops. What, that's what back people in the trusted day. Flash. Yeah. Back when Flash was trustworthy. Yeah, not before this HTML HTML5 shit. Yeah. Those were good days. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, this developers union, which are not developers at all, or a union, but uh, they're advocating that th- specifically the article I read was about uh, iOS, but to um, have all apps be free trials, like all paid apps be free trials, not to have the... So you like wouldn't pay for like whatever a week, let's say? Yeah, like right now, the only trial apps are ones that offer subscription. So I guess like a, a Netflix or... Right. But like if you have like a six ninety nine game that you would have the ability to do it as a free trial, like a demo rather than have to pony up the seven bucks. We used to do that back in the day with like software games. We'd get the disc and a box of cereal and we'd play the two levels that we were allowed to play. And then you'd never buy the game because you didn't know where I, to find it. Just rocket who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, or Monopoly. With like boardwalk walk. Yeah, or <laughs> roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, with the one level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. All cereal does is take out the sugar and artificial flavors. What kind of world do we live in? Now, there's a good time when we had Target. Like, you can go and you can get your Fruity Pebbles or your Count Chocula. And then those bastards went bankrupt. And uh, now you're stuck with Total and All Brand. Whole Foods. Vector. I've never been to Whole Foods. I, I don't, I don't think I either. I don't either. I don't like tuna. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you <laughs> know where to go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still a single guy who, you know, needs to relatively take care of himself from time and time again. And, uh, you know, I can't live off of fruity pebbles and disappointment. The disappointment stays though. Yeah. Fruity Pebbles will we'll swap out thing, with like the only thing I can take off the shelf. Cerrone or something. Yeah. Since you are the San Francisco 49er fan. I, yeah, I didn't know about the branding issues with the podcast, but I figured I'd wear it today. I went super casual today. I'm wearing an old Rona t-shirt and my hat. Did you buy that Rona t-shirt or did you work at Rona? Uh, I definitely didn't work at Rona, so it's kind of a mystery as to where I got it. <laughs> uh, it's actually like so one of I'm my gonna favorite guess. shirts. I can't you explain there. why. Looking for a closet rod. Came out with a shirt. Some, yeah. Met some girl. You went to the employee lounge. <laughs> took a shirt. Stole it. Yeah, took, I didn't it. do anything with the girl. She took the shirt off. You bailed. Yeah. I like that shirt. It looks like it's a medium. Yeah. I think it might fit me. Oh, medium. That's generous. That's the nicest <laughs> thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, uh, that's all I got for pleasantries. Yeah. No, that's good. I, it's nice to get one every, you know, 10 years. Save the next one. Well, I think I've known you for 13 years, so. Yeah, that's crazy. I I probably, probably owe you two. Oh, wow. Uh, hold Just on to them. Put them in my back pocket. Next episode. Yeah. Next time Michelle bails on for volleyball. Don't, don't spend it all in one place. No, you got to spread that around. Yeah. Exactly. Play the different tables. Yeah. You seen the trailer for the Happy Time Murders? I have. Um, I think I watched it on mute, though, so I didn't get the whole context. How does one watch a, watch a Red Band trailer on mute? That's the whole point of Red Band is to hear the swearing. I think I was at work and like 
wait a minute. Were yeah. you not working at work? I think there was a time. I think I was officially on break if, you know, my managers are watching. Um, but I think I checked it out and I kind of saw a little bit of it. And it, I think it's directed by like the actual person who did the Muppets. Uh, Jim Hansen's son. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I would go. I don't know if I'd go see it. I'd probably watch it. Well, there was a, a lawsuit brought on by Sesame Street Workshop. Makes I sense. I thought like it didn't didn't Sesame Street derive from the Muppets or is that the other way around? Yeah, there, the whole lawsuit was about the tagline, like the thing in the trailer and also in the poster. There's a line that says like no Sesame, all street. Like that's their, their uh, branding for it. Yeah, I could see that being a problem. So they went to court. Uh, the judge dismissed it, which I mm. fully my thing is like this is a movie that's, you know, it's like I said, the trailer came out. It's a red band trailer. So kids can't watch or shouldn't be watching it. Yeah. Um, so the only people that would make any correlation between this movie and Sesame Street would be parents or you and know, we're yeah. smart enough to know. However, are we, though? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when anytime like this news story was being brought on and uh, I saw it on TV, uh, my little guy was pointing to me going, oh, where, where's Elmo? So I guess in some respects, they have some points to be made about that. But yeah. uh, again, like when it's, it's something that's not advertised for kids not gonna be promoted during any kids programming to say that it's gonna you know tarnish their brand is kind of ridiculous personally yeah i think it's safe i think sesame street has been around a long time and has survived a lot of parody throughout the years that i think even kids you know i don't know if super young kids did but like maybe kids as they get into like their eight or nines let's say got exposed to um I think like we all saw the random like clips growing up or like the, the MP3 jokes, all that mm-hmm. um, once we got a little bit older um, and I think it survived all that. Like it's still here. Um, yeah. So I don't know why this would be any different, especially since it's not like Sesame street specific and it's more Muppet specific. Yeah, that's true. And the ironic thing of all this is that Sesame street is now on HBO. Like exclusively. Uh, it's it airs on HBO, and I think they have a deal for it to still uh, be on PBS. Viewing on PBS, yeah, for viewers so like, like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like lobbed it up and over yeah. the wall. You hit that one. Wow, for the fence. I don't think we should continue anymore. That's the way you end it. I'm I'm earning my stay, man. I want That's this chair right. again. Michelle, who? Yeah. That's what you get for playing volleyball. Uh, Vichelle with him. Yeah. Ooh, two for stretch. Two. Yeah. Stretch. That yeah. was a stretch. I'll give it to you. That's um it's there. That re- returning the generosity there. Exactly. All right. You have anything uh, you wanna plug while you're here? Your book? Nah. I talk too much. I'll get into stuff that this podcast shouldn't get into. That's the after dark special. Right. That will come at open, some point. Open closet. The open closet. What's what's behind? Behind the podcast. Yeah, get uh, behind the laughter or music or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, soon. We'll do it. Once once we gain enough popularity, um, you know, we'll do some behind the scenes. We're not popular now. Uh, we have ones of listeners. Double double digit views. Okay. We'll, we'll say tens. We'll give That'd it to nice. you. All right. Uh, we're going to have to be more edgy in the, in the later episodes. That's right. We're going to have to say politically incorrect things. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'll send out a few tweets later. 
<laughs> Please do. Yeah. Okay. So that is open caller for this week for our very special guest co-host, Ryan Karkner and myself. Keep it casual. Oh, my God.